You are listening to a Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Interview. I am your host, Dr. B, a doctoral-prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. But my real expertise comes from the fact that I have experienced and continue to experience unimaginable hardship. To empower others, I created Choice Mapping, a do-it-yourself cognitive behavioral approach for anyone to confidently say, I am mentally strong. Dr. B here. I have a guest uh, that is willing to share uh, some of her choice mapping journey. Um, Are you a little nervous? Yes. You made me nervous. (laughs) We'll try to make it as informal as possible. Um, Tell us about the situation that was going on when you decided to uh, do this map. Well, I was having several days in a row of waking up in the morning and after a couple hours, I would just start feeling really, really sad and uh, crying. And I couldn't, I couldn't uh, identify why I was crying. Mm -hmm. So the central thought that you chose to map, what was that? Sadness. Okay. And what did you identify was making you sad? Um, the physical difficulties I'm having with the, my back, the pain involved, uh, not being able to do the things I used to do and really enjoy, like yoga three times a week and uh, walking a lot and, and uh, stuff like that. Okay. And uh, tell us about this. Well, last October, I had to have uh, a large part of my nose removed because of skin cancer and so I didn't deal with it for a long time I don't know if I've dealt with it yet yeah you didn't even (laughs) map it out completely um so that's another area that that you could just take a separate um sheet of paper and map that out and all the things that are happening with that um and grief you know uh grief and and the change and then it was kind of traumatic um how it happened and how fast it had to happen right okay what else is is making you sad um uh, getting older Mm -hmm. when did you start realizing that that made you sad um probably a few years ago okay and why does that make you sad? Well, because um, no, not being able to do things that I used to do mm-hmm. and not re- remembering things and just, you know, the pains and, you know, every day there's pain, but somewhere different, but every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's kind of talk about... Um, maybe even go way back to childhood, uh, the first time you felt sadness. What kind of things made you sad when you were a child? Well, the first thing that came to my mind is I I was a very sensitive child. And uh, if people would come and when people would come and visit the house, I would hide behind my mother because I was afraid of everybody. And uh, being, you know, I was kind of emotional every Everything seemed to have an emotional curve for me, and and my mother was it was hard to make a connection with her because 
She didn't show any emotion. Mm-hmm. And how did she make you feel when you did show emotion? Oh, like I was weak or, you know, there was something wrong with me. Okay. Because I was too emotional. That's what I was told all my life. Okay. And you actually, uh, people listening can't see your map, but you have a week highlighted with lots of arrows going places. Um, where? What other uh, places in your life do you feel weak? Oh, uh, well, I'm still, you know, I have that tape in my head that, you know, right now I can't even have a conversation because I'm crying. So I have to, I must be weak. That's the main thing. Okay. And then the last question we always ask in the map is, how does God fit into to this particular scenario? God, God is at the top in my life. And when I um, pull back on reading scripture and praying, you know, I always feel less stable. So he keeps me stable. And then you feel what? You? Well, when I don't, yeah, when I, when it's been days since I opened the Bible, I, I start feeling guilty because I, I know that if I did it every day, then my day would be better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. I know that that's a lot of stuff on one piece of paper, right? And that's the whole point of this first phase is we get out things and we um, can see some of the connections all the way back to childhood. And as you are aging and having actual physical weakness, it becomes a trigger to this emotional weakness from your childhood. We're not here to dig up the childhood stuff, um, but we're here to to show that there is an actual connection here. Um, as you grieve the physical weakness that you are beginning to experience in aging, that it's actually triggering an emotional response because when you were a child, um, weakness was a bad thing. It's a very good connection. So the next step that we do is kind of identifying and organizing and then deciding what we're going to do with that stuff. Because if we just sat here in all of the, that junk, we get more anxious, more upset, more sad, right? We have to identify the different um, areas that we need to work on and decide what we're going to do about it. But I think what happens a lot of times when people don't have this tool is that they, you know, let's say they can identify that they have negative self-talk and they work on that, but it's not fixing all of the other stuff. It just fixes our negative Mm self-talk. So if we can, um, organize it in different what I call it my metaphoric file cabinet then we can deal with things specific to where they belong um and so I know we had talked about some of that negative self-talk and the weakness and you do you work on that you Mm -hmm. you try to come up with positive things to say about yourself and and you've you've done that for a long time when I'm in scripture when I'm in scripture the those kind of thoughts the positive thoughts are easier Mm -hmm. They come easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what are some of the other areas that you identified? With, well, this bothers me. Mm -hmm. The chronic pain. And the cancer. 
and the cancer, which all ties into just getting older. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want to deal with this because I don't want the quality of my life to just go down. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to stop doing things because my back. Or, mm-hmm. <sighs> Absolutely. So that that goes into kind of behaviors and choices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, skipping exercise, right? Mm-hmm. And so instead of maybe not being able to do the vinyasa class that you could do three years ago, I'm sure there's a yoga class that's gentle enough. Well, I, I think one of the gentle. <laughs> and it's, it's still hard for me right now. Mm-hmm. So I have okay. to start. I feel like I'm starting right at the beginning. Yeah. But then, but making that choice to do it anyway. Yeah. And then, and this is what happens. That triggers a grief, right? You you go down a step to the gentle class. It still hurts. And so then you're grieving. And then we, sometimes when, when we're doing that, grieving or have anxiety, it paralyzes us. And then we say, forget it. And we don't go at all. Yeah. Right. So kind of putting that into the behaviors and choices mm-hmm. and, and knowing that, uh, Yes, I'm starting from the beginning, but I'm going to to uh, do that. And I and I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to learn to modify according to how my body feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, where would we put that weakness that come, goes all the way back to childhood? Because I think that's where the emotional piece of the pain and um, uh, aging is coming from that it's triggering kind of this emotional response, which you also kind of believe is weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so where could you put that to start to change it? That meaning what again, the weak, I'm a, I am weak and emotional. Oh, where can I put it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you actually already wrote it here. Oh, my, uh, I like that. I saw that on Facebook and I do. Mm-hmm. I haven't met Oh, I am strong. Nothing is the matter with me. Mm-hmm. Because when I do things and I don't like them, I say, what's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. I say that to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last time I did it, the past couple of days, I thought, no, nothing's the matter with me. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I have back pain. There's nothing actually wrong with who you are. Right. Um, and and I would challenge you to add to there. I am sensitive and proud of that. I mean, uh, yeah. your granddaughter is very sensitive. Yeah. Um, would you tell her don't be sensitive? No. That's a bad quality. No. And Silas, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Right. It's not a bad quality. No, it's not. I know that. No, I know that. But now you have to teach yourself. You would never, you, you're trying to teach your grandchildren that's okay, but you're not teaching yourself that it's okay. Or you, because I had a problem with crying every day? What do you mean? Well, it's still deep down. You, you get triggered back to this childhood that oh. when you are being emotional, you're weak and there's something wrong with you. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Borderline. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff came out here. Um, and, you know, this phase two and three are kind of a running document. A lot of the things will continue to, to come up. Um, 
And then we kind of separate ourselves into the future and our personal vision. And I think um, you might be having a difficult time with this because you're you're feeling like you're aging and you don't necessarily want to look forward to yeah. the next 10, 20 years, right. uh, whatever the next step is in that aging process. Um, but I think you came up with some good personal visions here, um, just being spiritually strong. And I would also kind of challenge you with this aging mm-hmm. as a spiritual conflict. Um, yeah. Because uh, we are supposed to be living for, for that future. Right, right. Um, and so, but it, it's okay to take that to God, to right. say, right. I, you know, I don't like this process, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, right. And uh, so, and just kind of, you know, working that out. Yeah. But one of the things that you wrote here as your personal vision is emotional stability. <laughs> I'd like you to, to describe what emotional stability is for you. <laughs> emotional stability is uh, not feeling like I'm on a roller coaster with my emotions. Okay, good. And so I do kind of, um, I have several uh, theories behind this and one of them is controlled grief. And I think we we may or may not have given you the choice opportunity about controlled grief, um, but this is where you actually take specific time that you are in control of, mm-hmm. of when you're going to break down, cry, and let it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever grief is bothering you, even like taking pictures of you, like going back to pictures of you at your prime, where mm-hmm. you feel like you were the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you look at those. Grieving, and, yeah. and grieving right. that, but that person's still there, but yeah. grieving the physical loss mm-hmm. um, in a controlled time, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I say 20 minutes, hour at the most, and then you get control of it and you get back up and you, you do your day. So you, you're mindful of saying, okay, I'm done. Because let me ask you something. When I was going through those days and it was like at least four days, um, I would, I, I was alone and I would let, and I would let it out. And, you know, I just, but I kept saying, why are you crying? It was like, I had to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, but you can map at that time and you can map every day. It doesn't. And, and new things will come up. Mm. Um, and then but give yourself an end time, you know. Yeah, because one time it went hours. Well, and because then we, we then we get wrapped up in this first phase. Right. Yeah. We get wrapped up in all of this. And then we keep thinking about it and thinking about right, it. And right, all right. Right. Instead of trying to stop it and organize it right and get control of it so that goes to that emotional stability being sensitive and emotional is not bad but But controlling your emotions is what you're saying is what but you're control you're controlling them um in a in a safe environment when when you decide right um and letting them out and then learning to kind of get it together and move on with the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you're triggered, you might have to do that in the middle of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Something comes up and it triggers you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but letting it kind of spiral is where we're trying to get you to stop instead right. of staying here, right. making sure that you're, you're, you know, um, and that will give you that emotional stability. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you describe it, because that's pretty uh, <laughs> subjective concept. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you for sharing and being vulnerable, because I know that's that's hard. Yeah, it is. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website at www.mentallystrong.com. And remember, you too are mentally strong.